Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up, guys? It's Johnson Tate, and I just want to give a shout out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. Go Pets. Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 171 of the Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. It's just me again. It's only me in studio again. I'm still very busy with the Three Years Gone Band. Lots of upcoming shows. Lots of lyrics and chords to learn. Thank God for country music. (laughs) Thank God for country music. If I couldn't learn 15 songs in 15 minutes, I'd be in trouble, but I'm good. But anyway, what are we going to talk about on this episode? I think I'm going to save the UFC 265 preview. I'm really pumped up to talk about that. Derek Lewis fighting in his hometown, but I'm not going to do it now. Potential MMA giveaway that time, so that's a couple weeks away. I put on the Instagram, at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast, what do you guys want to hear from me? And uh, I got some poutine talk. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about poutine right now. Uh, we Football. Few people wanted football, and uh, a couple people got specific, and they wanted the Patriots. And I, you know what? I haven't talked about the Patriots in a long time. So we're going to talk about the Patriots and the outlook. And I'm going to say a lot of things. I don't know what I'm going to say yet, but it's going to be bad. And um, I would say a few months back on this show, I called that the Patriots were going to stay at 15. Everyone was talking about them going up. I said, they're going to stay at 15. They're going to get Mac Jones. That was my lock of the year. Nailed the hell out of that pick. But unfortunately, looks like Cam Newton is going to be the starter for the Patriots this year. Can I ask why? Is is it okay at this point to question Bill Belichick or is it not? I'm still trying to figure that part out. I'm to the point where I'm questioning everything. I was a Bill Belichick guy. I was it's all about the system guy. I will admit that I thought it was more about the coaching. I thought it was about the game plan. I thought that's what made the Patriots so good. You know, you saw Welker come in. You saw Edelman come in. You just plug these guys in, Hogan, and they're not good everybody everywhere else, but they're good here. And I thought that's why the Patriots were so dominant. But when Tom Brady leaves, goes to Tampa, who won, what, like seven games the prior year, and they sucked, and he has the Bucs looking the part, and they win the championship. Meanwhile, the Patriots revert to winning seven games without him, and they suck. It's not a great look. (laughs) It's not. I know it's been documented plenty, but it's not a good look. And I know the Patriots had a bad roster last year, as so many people love to point out. But why did the Patriots have a bad roster? It's because Bill thought that Brady was going to cave and Brady filled a lot of holes. Brady fixed a lot of problems. I mean, if you don't believe that, look at the fact that that 2019 team that absolutely sucked Brady took that garbage team to 12 and four. They had a record of 12 and four. That's almost a miracle when you look back on it and you look at the talent that they had on that team. And if you can't tell, I'm slightly down on Bill Belichick right now. And I believe, I believe that he should be on the hot seat this season. That's what I believe. And I can feel all of you out there scoffing. (laughs) 
Uh, ooh, okay, Pat. Uh, and you rolling your eyes. Not Batch, though. Batch is probably listening to this wherever he is going, yeah, fuck him. Tell him, Pat. <laughs> I'm going to. I will, Batch. I'm going to tell him. Bill, he's got to be on the hot seat this year, and I'm going to tell you why. He got you six rings? Absolutely. There's no question. Got you many championships. But don't forget that he cost you one in 2017. The benching of Malcolm Butler cost you. And he is so lucky that the Patriots won that random miracle season in 2018 because if they didn't, he would have been in trouble. And he ran Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, out of town. He did that, and when he did, he bet on himself. And he should be held accountable for betting on himself. His drafting has been terrible. 2019, he passed on DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin. It's very frustrating. I honestly... That list could go on forever. And you could have gotten hammered and thrown a dart at the top 200 wide receivers and you would have made a better pick than Nikhil Harry. So a lot of all these problems come back to the fact that Belichick just has to big dick everybody. He just always has to. I mean, it was said that the Patriots staff members wanted someone else, but Bill knew better. He knew better than everybody in the room, so he had to go with his guy. And it's one of those things where when it works, cool. When you've got a Tom Brady to back you up, it doesn't really matter because he fills all those holes and it's fine. When it doesn't work, though, stuff starts to add up really fast. I mean, he benched Butler. He traded Jimmy G for a second-round pick to his friend just because he didn't get his way. On draft night, the Browns were offering him firsts. But he, in his mind, he was like, no, I know better. Brady's going to be gone. He's going off the cliff. And then Kraft was like, no, dude, we're keeping him. So he just gave him away. And not to mention, everybody seems to forget this. He told everybody that Jared Stidham was good. <laughs> so just, just remember the fact that he was pumping Stidham's tires. And he booted Brady, and he signed Cam Newton. And by the way, signing Cam Newton wasn't the wrong move at the time. I was all about that move. But after watching Cam throw, I'm not sure what Bill was thinking. And after seeing Cam suck for an entire season, I'm not sure why we need to see another season of him under center. I want to believe all of Cam Newton. He's got these dope hype videos and I'm going to be something like you never seen because I ain't even ever seen it. Dude, you can't even see, you can't see any receivers. You throw the ball at the ground. You can't throw more than 10 yards. Andy Dalton has a better arm than you. It's bad. You're in trouble, and you're done. So people need to stop. Cam Newton's shoulder, it's gone. He needs to retire. Then people are saying Mac Jones isn't ready. Mac Jones isn't ready. Is this 2004? Is this, is this back in the day where they're like, quarterbacks can't start year one and be good? Yeah, we're past that, guys. In year one, people can make an impact. Ask Jalen Hurts if he can make an impact. Ask Justin Herbert. Ask Joe freaking Burrow. They all did it last year. And if Bill's system is as good as he says it is, prove it. Plug in a guy that has a decent arm and and show me what he can do. And it's one of those things where it's like put him in his system and get it going. And now Bill already proved my point earlier about him sucking at the draft by signing every decent free agent that was available in this offseason. But let me say again. The seat is hot. I wish I had it 
I wish I had <laughs> I wish I had a thing for this. Add everything that I just said, along with the free agent money that he spent. If he doesn't compete this year, if I'm craft, I lose my freaking mind. And they added a lot of good pieces for sure. They never got over losing Gronk. So getting decent tight ends was a huge ad for them. They needed Hunter Henry. They needed Jonu Smith. Both of those guys are solid. Are they are they legit? I mean, they're not neither one of them are top five in the league, but they're top ten. So they're they're fine. They're they're not they're not Mark Andrews. They're not Kelsey. They're not like game changers like that, but they're decent. They did lose Edelman to retirement. And let me take one second to say thank you to that guy. I mean, he was an amazing player. He was fun to watch on and off the field. And I haven't said that on the podcast yet, so I just had to say that. Other than the tight ends, this is where it gets shaky. They signed Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Now, let me tell you this right now. It's, that's not enough. <laughs> that, that was shaky when I thought Edelman was coming back. With no Edelman, and, and oh, I'm telling you, man, it was fun to be pumped up about the Patriots when all of this is happening and all the free agent signings. But now when the shine is worn off and I look at this roster, I'm like, ooh, Nelson Aguilar is your number one wide receiver? That's that's scary bad. And Nikhil Harry's saying he wants out anyway. But even if he stays, I mean, he if he's your number one, you're in just as much trouble. So obviously Bill is going to go back in time now. He's going to do what he always does. He's going to be smarter than everybody else in the room. He's going to run the ball with Harrison company. He's going to control the clock and he's going to use defense to win. Keep in mind, my, what I'm thinking here is all predicated on the Patriots keeping Gilmore. He is old. He is not worth the money, but to a team that needs defense more than anything in the world, he's their best option and they need to make a deal with him happen. They've got to lock him up for like three years. They have to do it. So assuming they keep Gilmore, they needed linebacker help in, in the worst way. It was just a train wreck last year. And they got Kyle Van Noy back, which is massive. They got Hightower back from COVID opt-out, and he's great. So they got the signal caller back in Hightower. They got Van Noy back. And these moves are game changers for the defense, but they didn't stop there, dude. They get a guy like Matthew Judon with the Ravens. And I will say one thing. I'm a bit nervous because the Ravens are really good somehow, sneaky good at using a guy to his potential and then shipping him off right before he hits his wall. I don't think that's going to happen with this guy because of how versatile he is. I mean, you put a guy like him that can play inside, outside, he can play down on the line, he can play as a linebacker, Bill is going to use this dude everywhere, and that helps the linebackers. It helps the linemen to have such a solid, versatile weapon like Judon. With the starters not sucking like they did before. Now guys like Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, they got a chance to shine. Last year they were put in an unwinnable position where they had to carry a team. They didn't have Brady and the offense sucked and they had to make up for it and they just weren't capable of it. They're, they're young, they're not capable of it. But with all these guys back and with the moves that they made, this Patriots defense could go right back to being top 10 in the league. I'm not even joking. At worst, they're right outside of it. So with all this being said, how do I see the season going for them? I'm going to talk through this. I've got the schedule right in front of me right now. And I'm going to go through every game 
and I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm not going to go crazy in depth, but let's just talk it out. Game one versus the Dolphins at home. It is a home game, and even when the Pats suck, they usually beat the Dolphins. <laughs> so I'm going to put them at 1-0, and and I think Tua just sucks. So 1-0 and Patriots. Game two at the New York Jets. New quarterbacks versus Bill Belichick doesn't usually end well for the opposing teams. Even though the Jets are home, I see the Pats defense destroying them. So uh, I'm not going to go into scores, but I think the Pats are 2-0 and somehow. Um, game three at home versus the Saints. Wow. No Brady, no Breeze. Do they have Winston or Taysom Hill? I don't know who's going to start for them, but either way, Gilmore should lock down Thomas. And then all they got to do is stop Kamara. They should be. I think the Patriots win that game too. Patriots are three and zero. I don't know how this is happening. <laughs> oh, game four. Here we go. Back to reality. Uh, at home versus the Bucks, Tom Brady. I would love to say that the Patriots find a way to win this game, but no. Brady is going to go off. Newton is not going to be able to keep up, even if it's Mac Jones. There's no way. So the Patriots are three and one at this point. Game five at Houston. That's a that's a great pick-me-up right there. I mean, that's an easy win. The Texans are the worst team in the league. Four to one Patriots. Uh, four and one, the Patriots are. Game six at home versus the Cowboys. That's a saucy game. Ooh. This should be a game that the Cowboys find a way to lose. This would be a classic Cowboys loss. Ooh. But I don't have the same faith that I used to have in the Patriots. I'm going to say this is early enough in the year that Prescott's healthy and the Cowboys are still decent. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Cowboys win that one. Patriots are 4 and 2 now. But guess what? Pick me up. Game 7 versus the Jets at home. I you know what? This game's going to be tough for no reason. For some reason the Jets are going to play them really hard, but the Pats are going to win. So 5 and 2 Patriots. Game 8 at the Chargers. I think Herbert is a beast. And now that he's in year two, oh, my God, he's going to put a lot of points on the board. I don't think, no matter who the quarterback is for the Patriots, there's no way they're going to be able to keep up point-wise with the Chargers. I'm going to go Patriots lose there. So they're 5-3. and three. Game 9 at Carolina. This one's tough. I like the Panthers. I like their weapons. This is late enough in the year, though, that they might be having some injury problems. And Darnold does love to see ghosts. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to give the Patriots the benefit of the doubt here. They're going to go 6-3. and three. Game 10 versus the Browns. Now, once again, when you get this late into the year, it's one of those things where a lot can happen at this point in the season. But uh, if I put these two teams head-to-head week one, I'd pick the Browns. So I'm just going to take the team that I think is better. I'm going to say the Browns win. So the, the Patriots are 6-4. and four. Game 11 at Atlanta. Lots of points on the board, and the Falcons find a way to lose. That's is that not just what they do? Uh, Patriots move to seven and four. Game twelve versus the Titans. Ooh, this this game right here would be a season defining game. The Pats need that win. In there at home, they'd be seven and four. Going eight and four would be huge. I'm gonna say the Titans beat them though. But that one could go either way. That's a pick em game right there. But I'm, I'm going to pick the Titans in that one. So it puts the Patriots to 7-5. and five. Not great. Game 13. At Buffalo, don't love it. 
I think the Bills are better. I think the Bills win it easy. Um, Patriots are seven and six now. Week fourteen is their bye, so let's hope they beat the Titans. Uh, game fifteen at Indianapolis. That's kind of a sneaky tough game too. Damn. I like what the Colts did this offseason. They all they always had a pretty good defense. They got it better with DeForest Buckner. And I love Carson Wentz going there. He's got a lot to prove. Damn. I'm going to say the Patriots find a way to win this one. Not super confident about it. But let's just say they win because they're coming off of a bye and Belichick usually figures it out if he's got a whole nother week to, to plan on somebody. So they're eight and six. Game 16 versus the Bills. I'd like to think they can split against the Bills, but I don't think so. I'm going to go the Bills again because, you know, they could have lost either one of those games. So I'm going to say the Patriots lose that one. They are now 8-7, and seven, game 17. Jacksonville, ooh. The Patriots usually take down young quarterbacks. I think the trend continues. Patriots win this game. They move on to 9-7. and seven. Week 18 versus the Dolphins. I'm not high on the Dolphins. And if the Pats are fighting for a playoff spot at this point, I think they make it happen and win. Tua sucks. So I think the Patriots end up with a 10-7 and seven record. That's not as bad as I thought it could have been. I did give them the benefit of the doubt a few times. You know what I'm going to say? The Patriots are at best, are at best going 10-7. and seven. I think that's their best case scenario. I think their worst case scenario is going six and 11. And I know that's scary to say, but it's one of those things. Their offense just, it's not that good. They need more weapons. You can only gimmick and you can only game plan so much. I mean, when you get halfway through the season, people are going to know what the hell's going on with you. You can only run it so many times. Um, If I were to pick what they probably will do this year, most likely they go nine and eight. Yeah, I. It's not a sec. It's not sexy. It's not. It's not what you want to hear. Nine and eight, dude. That there's a there's some tough games on that schedule, and I do remember a couple of the games that I picked them to win where I was like, "Wow." All I'm saying is, if you're a Patriots fan. Temper your expectations. I know they made a splash in free agency. I know you got the guys coming back from the COVID opt-out, but, I mean, listen, if Belichick is the man that he says he is, he's going to figure it out. He's going to make it happen, and he's going to go 10-7. and They're going to get a wild-card spot, and they better win. They better win that game. That's all I'm going to say. They better win that game. Um... Yeah, those are my Patriots thoughts. I really think that Belichick needs to be on the hot seat. I think they need to they need to whip his ass. And by the way, just to wrap this up, I don't blame it all on Bill. I blame Bill at the end of the day because all of the moves that he made kind of messed up. Uh, but in, in a way, it's all Kraft's fault because this could have all been avoided. You've got the greatest coach of all time. You've got the greatest quarterback of all time. Something's got to give there, right? Bill was not going to bend. Brady got sick of bending. So I, I get it on Brady's side. I get it on Bill's side. Kraft is the boss. Your job, whether you're the project manager of a job, where you're the 
you're the head haunt. When you're in charge, you need to do what's best for business. And if that was Tom Brady, he should have told Bill 100%, listen, dude, there is no way I'm getting rid of Brady. So get that through your head. If you don't want to be a part of this for the next five years, we can figure something out with you. We'll trade you. But he needed to draw that line in the sand. And he never did until it was too late. The only time that Kraft drew the line in the sand is when he allowed Brady to jump out of his contract after the last year. And I'm like, you gave Brady leverage? You have screwed this man. For years, he took less money. He had less talent around him. He didn't do shit. And now at the end of his career, you're going to give him the worst contract ever of trying to get him to hit incentives that he could never hit even when he was in his prime. And then on top of that, you're going to give him the opportunity to leave. And they really thought that was going to work. They really thought he wasn't going to leave. Wow. How weak did they think that guy was? That's nuts. So at the end of the day, it's travesty to me. I think Brady should have retired a Patriot. Although it's huge for him that he left and that he won a championship. Good for him for that. I'm not rooting for him. I like the Patriots and the Bengals. If you're not the Patriots and the Bengals, I don't give a shit. I might, for some of my friends, you know. For Murphy, I'll root for the Falcons sometimes. For uh, Meg, I'll root for the Giants a little tiny bit. But for the most part, anyone that's not the Bengals <laughs> or the Patriots can... And I have no words. <laughs> they can F off. They can go away. They can go to bed. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on the Patriots. I think next episode I'm going to talk about the UFC 265 card. Really go over that one. I'm really, really pumped up about that. Uh, shout out to all the people that have followed at Big Mouth Small Words podcast on Instagram and have really dug into me on McGregor. It, it's been fun. I have not gotten hated on in a long time, and I got to be honest with you, it's it's nice. It's fun. I enjoy waking up to inboxes of people being like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you're like, some people like to wake up to people being like, you're great. You did good. You're, I don't, no, I'm the opposite. I love to wake up to people giving me shit. It kicks me in the ass and it makes me want to get going. So out of all the people hating right now, telling me I don't know shit about MMA and telling me that I don't know anything about McGregor. And I love that. Keep, keep yelling at me. Keep shit posting me. It's, it's amazing. And I love it. Um, and keep supporting the brand. Everybody, I appreciate it. I'm going to keep doing this. We're going to keep getting it going. Uh, there is a shameless plug here. I I am playing Grand Slam Pizza and Pub. Three years gone, has a show there starting at 7 o'clock. It's in West Bridgewater. That will be a good time. It's two hours. We're going to give you the goods, and then we'll be done by 9, and then we can get hammered with you and have a good time. So stop by. If you haven't done your shot for Situ, what are you waiting for? Take your phone. Put it to the side. Film yourself taking a shot. And by the way, it doesn't need to be liquor. It can be orange juice. It can be water. It can be whatever the hell you want. Uh, like anything that you want. So just turn your phone sideways. Say, hey, this is for situ. Take a rip a shot. And then you're good. And then I'll make a montage video. It'll be great. Then eventually someday we'll do a music video and it'll all make sense. 
But uh, yeah, okay, so we're going to end it there. Thank you, everybody, for listening, as you always do. You are the best. And if you haven't already, go to BigMouthSmallWords.com. Go to at BigMouthSmallWordsPodcast on Instagram. And stay tuned, because we got a lot coming up. Most importantly, stay safe.